Welcome to the Secrets of High Demand Coaches podcast, where I interview some of the best coaches in the business to find their secrets and share them with the world. I'm Scott Ritzheimer, founder and CEO of Scale Architects, and we help founders and leaders find the right coach at the right time so they can achieve the predictable success they deserve. And a huge part of that is helping great coaches do great work that creates enormous demand for their services with way less effort. If you're a high demand coach, I'd absolutely love to share your story and expertise as well. So stick around to the end of the show and we'll reveal how you can be our next guest in 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go. Hello, hello, and welcome. Welcome once again to the Secrets of the High Demand Coach podcast. And I'm here with yet another high demand coach, and that is Eric Twiggs. He's a founding partner and president of the What Now Movement. His mission is to build high-performing entrepreneurs, authors, and career professionals who are prepared for life's unexpected curveballs. He is the author of The Discipline of Now, 12 Practical Principles to Overcome Procrastination. And the discipline of now has been recognized as a global top 10 finalist for the 2020 Author Elite Awards in the category of the best self-help book. Now, this recognition was based on a combination of the following criteria, cover design, content, popularity, and social contribution. What's uh, remarkable, though, in all of that is The amount of time Eric has spent coaching, I think I saw somewhere was 28,000 sessions that you you used to to come up with the concepts that are are in this book and prove it out. And so, Eric, I'm dying to dive into this and and just see uh, what this is all about. But before we get there, I actually want to pause for a moment, rewind a little bit and, and hear from you. Tell us your story. What were you doing before getting into all of this? And how did that ultimately lead you to make the leap? So really, it started for me back in college. It was my senior year at Hampton University. And I was having this uh, conversation with a good friend of mine, his name Donnell. And I have to admit that in those days, he and I were a little different. Right? He, he was all about his purpose and I was all about the party. And he would always say, Eric, you need to get serious and get focused and figure out what you want to do. And I'm like, man, loosen up. We've got plenty of time for all that serious stuff. Are you coming to the frat party with me or not? So time goes by several weeks. I don't talk to him. But then I get a phone call from his mother informing me of the fact that he was killed in a car accident. Changed everything for me. And it sent me a message that maybe I don't have the time that I think to leave the legacy that I want to leave. And that's a starting point. That's really when I started focusing on becoming as productive as possible, overcoming procrastination and figuring out how I'm managing my time. But that's really the reason that you and I are talking right now, that experience that I went through back in college. Wow. Wow. So fast forward a couple of years uh, from your college days to now, uh, you've you've, uh, coached with thousands of individuals. What would you say is some of the most important work that you're doing today? So today, I coach entrepreneurs, right? So I'm, I'm your procrastination prevention partner, the author of The Discipline of Now. I'm the host of the 30 Minute Hour podcast, and I help 
these entrepreneurs to ditch their excuses and beat procrastination so they can make more money, get more done and feel more confident. That's that's awesome. And what would you say are some of the biggest challenges to to doing that? Right? Why is it that procrastination is so uh, rampant, even even in these hard charging entrepreneurial types? So the challenge with procrastination, especially if you're talking about an entrepreneur, is that the entrepreneur doesn't have a boss, right? So you, so if there's something that you don't like to do, you can just put it off. Right. And there's, you don't really ha- have that person to say, no, you need to get back on task, as opposed to if you work in a corporate environment and your boss is like, hey, did you get the project done. And, and so one of the main reasons that people procrastinate is task aversion. They just, it's not that deep. They just don't like doing it. Right. And they'll avoid it if they can. Uh, and so the, and the other problem with procrastination is that a lot of times there's not a an immediate negative consequence, right? It's not like you put off writing the report and then the procrastination police break you doing that and arrest you. So, so, you, so, so you feel like you've gotten away with it. And let's say you wait till the last minute to do a presentation and then it, you, it feels like it went well, everybody's patting you on the back. So now you start telling yourself, oh yeah, I work better under pressure. But you don't know that there, there are consequences you're hurting yourself, you're hurting your reputation. The work, especially if you're doing something that's creative, isn't as good as it would be if you had started when you should have. So so for those reasons, it's important that we really get out in front of this and get our arms around yeah. procrastination. A uh, a friend of mine uh, actually shared something with me that has really stuck with me, but he, he does a lot of public speaking. He says there's kind of three levels of readiness for public speaking in, in his mind. One is, you know, level one, haven't prepared at all. Go out, totally wing it, right? And uh, and he's he's like, I'm 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 okay at that. Yeah. <laughs> Two is, I wait until almost the last minute, and then try and scramble together some half-hearted plan, and then trip over myself the entire time. Or three. I sit down and I really work through it. I, I I get my reps in. I do it several times and that's where I really nail it. And he said for him, he either needs to be one or three, right? Two mm-hmm. is that that middle area. And I, I think uh I think it, it illustrates one, there's some truth to that, but two, it illustrates a big problem that I've seen with it is uh, even when we we kind of think we don't procrastinate, but we actually do, we push it off until the second to last minute. We oftentimes haven't given ourselves enough time to to really process it, and then it it doesn't go as well as we'd like, and and that kind of confirms the belief that oh we should just wing it instead, right? It was I was better off not messing with it at all. Have you seen that show up, and and how do you help folks overcome it? Yeah, so the thing is, uh, it takes your your ideas take time to incubate, <clears throat> right? And if you wait till the last minute, you're you're just throwing something together. Whereas if you start, the best thing you can do is, let's say you hear, okay, 90 days from now, we want you to do this presentation. The best thing you can do is to start immediately, right? Mm-hmm. Even if it's a small step, it doesn't have to be something that's huge. It could be doing research. It could be, I would start with, the, with an outline. Um, and it's when you start, then all of a sudden, the next steps start revealing. You you kind of put things in motion. And I can't tell you how many times I've been preparing something thinking I'm going in one direction. Then I have a conversation with somebody 
or I hear something or a guest on my podcast says something and I'm like, oh my goodness, I didn't think about it that way. And then the end result is something that's completely different from what I had in mind. But if I had just waited until the last minute, all of that. And then when you're presenting or speaking, most people are going to say, hey, great job. Hey, I've had presentations that I knew didn't really go well. And everybody would tell, oh, man, yeah, that was great. Oh, excellent. So you have to be careful with that. And then the other thing is that'll help you to people always ask me about, oh, man, how do I get rid of all this fear and anxiety that I feel? And the biggest thing is preparation. I mean, I, I just think the more you're prepared, the less you have to fear. Yeah. And so I can I can kind of hear the thoughts. And, and I, I've had this conversation. I know you have, too. Yeah, they're thinking, OK, that's great. But. I, I don't have time. Like I've got nine things that were due three days ago. I've got to get them done. So, you know, the entrepreneur, especially if they're still in like solopreneur mode or staying in solopreneur mode, it's like, you know, if it's going to get done, you have to do it. And so how how can someone who's in that position where they, they've got maybe more than needs, you know, more to get done than can get done in a day, how do they start chipping away at that? Well, you have to prioritize, right? Uh, the problem isn't having too much to do. It's not knowing what to do next. Mm. Uh, And and so really the key is really setting your, because there's always time to do something that's a priority, right? If I said, hey, you know what? I've got $100,000 in this briefcase. And the only way you can get is if you find the time to prepare for this presentation. I guarantee you, you will find the time. I don't care what you have going on. You will find the time to prepare. So because why? Because the hundred thousand dollars is a priority, and we always make time for those things that are priorities. So something else I would say, say especially for the solopreneur, I would strongly consider investing in a virtual assistant. Because I, I I could just tell you firsthand, it's it's been a game changer for me, yeah. and it's really helped to a lot of the things I was just spinning my wheels doing. Now I can just hand that off to her. She's better at it than me. Some of the, some of these administrative things, uh, she can make my presentations, my PowerPoints look look like at another level. Um, so I would I would recommend that as well. If you can get a, invest in a virtual assistant, that can really help you with that time challenge that you feel. Yeah. Well, uh, I just recently brought on, I actually uh, found a group that was a team of folks that have different specialties and they're all coordinated by one person. And it has been, it's been an absolute game changer. Uh, And so I couldn't agree more with that advice. Um, So I know in your book, you've got 12 different principles and 12 might be a little much to cover in the context here, but I'm wondering if you could just kind of outline, what would you say, especially for entrepreneurs, for founders, business owners, what would you say are the two or three that they should really start dialing in on first? Yes. So first thing is attitude. And when I get to chapter seven of the book, I'm talking about the procrastination prevention pyramid. And if you follow this pyramid, you'll find that you're overcoming procrastination. So really at the foundation of the pyramid is your attitude. And that's really at the foundation of your success. And for people who are are stuck, people like if you're an entrepreneur and just things just aren't moving, 80% of that is a mindset issue mm. in most cases. So you, re, so you really have to, and the challenge is, is we have this bend towards negativity, right? I mean, think about, we're just naturally, if you're in business, you've been trained up to this point to look for the problems, look for the opportunities, right? So you have to watch it because that, that could turn you into a pessimist. 
And if you're a pessimist, you're more likely to procrastinate. So you really have to to break a bad habit. You have to bring in a better one. And that's really focusing on gratitude, focusing on like I have my clients. They have to tell me about their wins. Right. Before we when we start our session, what are the wins since we talked the last time? And I have people who when we first start, they don't have any wins. Oh, no, nothing happened to me good in the entire week. No. And now they'll have 15 to 20, you know? Yeah. Uh, so that's really the, if the foundational step. If you want to overcome procrastination is making sure that you are consistently focusing on your attitude and, and what you're grateful for. So, so that that's one thing. Um, the next step I would focus on is awareness uh, and, and awareness is critical. Um, you need to be aware of like your power times, for example. You know, are you a morning person or are you a night owl? And, and the key is to schedule your high priority activities during those times of day when you have the most energy yeah. uh, and just really having that awareness. Even like for me, me being a, a morning person, so I, I try to schedule the more involved and challenging conversation I'm going to have early when I know I'm up and I've got the energy and, and not five o'clock on Friday. <laughs> that's not going to go as well. Uh, so it's really, it's about being aware of your power times, being aware of the people that you're around and even like your personality as it relates to uh, the tendency to procrastinate. Yeah. I want to go back to attitude real quick because I, I think it's a rare entrepreneur that comes out and says, I have an attitude problem, right? Or or maybe even like would recognize that they're being a pessimist, right? I would say most entrepreneurs have, they've kind of taken the leap, you know, uh, not all of them, but a lot of them, you know, have done it in the face of some pretty lousy odds, you know? And so they see an opportunity, they go after it, but there's so many challenges and so many problems that that starts to consume more and more of our vision, right? And uh, and I I think what's what's helpful about this and and I, you know if I could coming out of you know some of the questions that you've asked is yes there's always a next problem but are you stopping to take the time to say what went well right? Uh, and, uh, and I, I think that's something that, uh, you know, again, I don't think a lot of folks, um, that I've worked with would, would out of the gate say they've got an attitude problem, but they're almost always overwhelmed by the problems that they're facing. And, uh, you, you make a, a great point that that is pessimism, right? So the, the question that I have that you made the statement that, uh, something along the lines of pessimists are more likely to procrastinate. Why is that? Well, all the studies show. It, that you know, if you if you have a, a pessimistic attitude, you're more likely to put things off, and you're more likely to procrastinate. If you think the glass is half empty, you know, if you think that you know, oh, there's just no good people out there, you're gonna you're more likely to delay taking the steps to find a good person, as opposed to if you think that you know what, there are great people out there. I just need to find them. You're more likely to get started sooner. Uh, so that it's just that that little difference. Yeah. Um, right there. And they, they've done studies where, I mean, they've said that the typical person, 80% of their self-talk is negative. Like most wow. of the day, if you just, it's unchecked, if you just pay attention to what you're, it's mostly negative. And, and so that, that's a, just making that shift. And I always tell people, like, the more you write your wins down, the more wins you'll have to write down. Because all of a sudden now you start noticing things that you didn't before. So, so that, that's a critical step. And you can't, 
really move your business forward to where you want it to, or scale it to where you want it until you really address that foundational step. And I think another part of it is it's not necessarily you are always pessimistic or always optimistic, right? Like it, in one of the things you mentioned earlier, this idea of task aversion. So you may take the the most opportunistic person, but when it comes time to go in and actually do their books, you know, let's say they don't have a VA yet, right? And, and they're in what we call early struggle. Or they're not quite all that profitable yet. They know they're going to see a number that's not the number that they want. They're going to put it off month after month after month. And so you can be a very opportunistic, very optimistic person, but still have pessimism in, in, in a couple of key areas, and it can have dire consequences. Would you agree? I agree 100%. And, that, and that, again, that's where the awareness comes in, right? Because so like I'll, I'll talk to people who say, oh, Eric, I always procrastinate. I'm just a procrastinator. No. Like I've yet, as long as I've been focusing on this, I have yet to meet someone that procrastinates in every area of their life. So, I mean, some people procrastinate at home when it comes to household chat, tasks and chores, but then when they're at work, they're on point. So you just really need to be able to have that awareness to understand and just be aware that, that for example, the bookkeeping, that might not be something you look forward to. You're not like, yes, I have to go update the books today. All right. You know? <laughs> you know, but but recognize that because you know there's going to be consequences if the books don't get done. You don't have to do it, but it has, somebody has to do it. Somebody you trust needs to do the books. Um, so I think it's it's that awareness level. And can you put the the systems in place so that it is it's happening without you having to do it? Yeah, yeah, excellent. So um, there's a question I like to ask all my guests, and, and it's this. What is the biggest secret that you wish wasn't a secret at all? What's that one thing that you wish everybody listening or watching today knew? Well, so so this isn't really a secret, but it appears like it is. Like the, the value of like if there's something you want to do, finding somebody who has already done it at a high level and just doing what they did. You know, really just using that model. I just so many people try to reinvent the wheel. Right. And and I heard it said that, you know, success isn't necessarily just mental. It's also environmental. So you, you really have to get around the people who have the results. So really, like the question you need to ask if you're starting something like if you're starting a podcast, let's say and I can say because I've started a podcast. OK, who is successful? Who is successful in my space that I can talk to? Like, what, what are they doing? Can I listen to their show? What are, what are their habits? How do they prepare? And, and it's like, it's almost like that's a secret because a lot of people just try to go at it. And see, that's the debt when you're an entrepreneur, you feel like, oh, I got this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to press forward. I'm going to take the chance. I'm going to make it happen. But you really need to get around people who have done what you're trying to do. Yeah. There was a, a saying that we used to use uh, being from Atlanta and the South here that <laughs> kind of fit, but uh, we would say, don't tear down a fence until you know why it was built. <laughs> and, you know, that's good. And, that's good. And I think for entrepreneurs, we're great at tearing down fences. And oftentimes that's right. You know, like we've got, we can have a track record of tearing down fences that should never have been there. But when we don't take the time to figure out why they were there in the first place, you know, to your point, if you, you're doing it, you don't have to do it the same way that someone else did, but you should at least understand how they did it. Yes. And if you want to improve it or tweak it, then you're doing it from a place of knowledge and, 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 uh, and stability, right? Like we actually understand the thing as opposed to just winging it and making it up as you go. 
Absolutely. No, I, I totally agree with that. So uh, another question for you here. I'm actually going to shift gears a little bit. I'm going to have you uh, take off your your uh, accountability partner uh, and uh, and procrastination prevention partner hat. Uh, put on your CEO hat for us for a moment. Jump down into the ring with the rest of us founders and leaders and uh, share with us what's the next stage of growth look like for your business and what obstacles do you think you'll have to overcome to get there? Mm, wow, that's a great question. Um, so I, I'm really looking to kind of get back into the speaking. Um, I, I think when, once the pandemic happened, I, I didn't focus as much on really growing uh, my business through speaking. Um, you know, we got into this whole virtual world. I, I, I speak now, but I'm really, I see myself um, growing my business a couple of ways. Number one, really getting back out and focusing on my speaking and getting in front of people um, and, and really growing things that way. And then just continuing to grow through my podcast, uh, the 30 minute hour. I mean, we're, we're at like 915,000 total downloads that that continues to grow. But so just really using that um, just to get in front of people and have my um, have guests uh, who I can ultimately do business with as well. So those are two areas that I'm really looking uh, to maximize here going forward. But th that's a great question, by the way. I love that. I love this that. is a podcast, so I, I appreciate that question. That's great. <laughs> uh, we would would be remiss to not say it, and we'll make sure folks know how to get a copy of your book too, but your podcast, right? Uh, a remarkable, remarkable podcast. But tell us a little bit about you know the what, the why, and where we can find it. Yeah, so it's a 30-minute hour podcast. It's a personal development podcast for the seven-figure entrepreneur who's looking to level up and become unstoppable. So I have my co-host, Ted Fells. He's the CEO of his own IT company. He's had it for 27 years. Um, you can find the 30-minute hour on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, any of those places where you consume podcast content. That's fantastic. And so there's folks listening there like, like, ah, oh, Eric's got me. You know, it's like, I've been doing that. That's exactly what I'm doing. And, and they, they're tired of procrastinating in areas that they know are important and they need to move forward. So how can they find more out about the work that you do and get in contact with you? Visit my website, Eric M. Twiggs, T-W-I-G-G-S-E-R-I-C, E-R-I-C-M-Twiggs.com. You can see information about getting the book, The Discipline of Now, uh, logging on to the podcast. Um, that's the best way to connect with me. You can even email me, my email address. You'll find that when you get to the website. Fantastic. EricMTwigs.com. Go get a copy of the book, The Discipline of Now, and uh, you will not regret it. Do it now. Don't procrastinate, right? Uh, so, Eric, thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, it was just a, a pleasure having you. There's so much good stuff in here. Uh, I really appreciate it. And for those of you listening and watching today, you know your time and attention mean the world to us. I hope you got as much out of this conversation as I know I did, and I cannot wait to see you next time. Take care. Scott Ritzheimer here. Thank you so much for listening to the Secrets of High Demand Coaches podcast. If you are a successful coach, consultant, or advisor who's built a strong book of business and would like to be on the program, please visit go.scalearchitects.com 
And if you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media and just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials? If you know someone who'd be a great guest, you can tag them on social media to let them know about the show. And make sure you include the hashtag high demand coaching. I love seeing your posts. I love seeing your guest suggestions. Thank you so much. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content to make sure you don't miss any of those episodes. Go ahead and subscribe now. Your thumbs up, your ratings, your reviews, they go a long way to help us promote the show and they mean a lot to me and my team. If you want to know more, you can go to our website, www.scalearchitects.com, or you can follow me or the company on LinkedIn, Facebook, or Instagram. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time.